Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Johnson & Johnson shares rose as much as 5.4% after an Oklahoma judge ordered the company to pay far less than some investors had expected in the first trial by a state seeking compensation for the public health crisis spawned by opioid painkillers. Bloomberg News legal reporter Jeff Feely is on the line with us with what this might mean going forward. Jeff, glad to have you with us. One eye-opener for me, Judge Thad Bachman ruled J&J created a temporary public nuisance. That's really how we characterize this? Yes. uh, Public nuisance is basically a doctrine that says if somebody creates a harm that affects the community that, you know, you can be responsible for it. He found that the nuisance that was created was not a permanent one, you know, a, a dam or something like that, that you know, dams up a river, but it, instead a nuisance that can be abated over, you know, a short period of time, and that's, of course, treatment of opioid-related stuff. And, and there was talk of a duping of doctors. Yes, the, the, the idea is that the J&J, through its marketing tactics, basically duped doctors into believing that it was fine to... Um, prescribe opioids for uh, ailments that weren't approved, you know, ailments such as uh, pain relief for um, dental procedures, uh, regular arthritis, you know, things like that. Opioids were not created for that purpose. They were created as a, you know, treat serious pain. And of course, the allegation is that J&J came up with the, you know, this expansion so it could boost its profits. So what is this likely to mean for J&J and uh, other uh, drug companies uh, going forward? Well, the, the award that was handed down, which was equivalent of one year's worth of extra resources to combat the opioid problem in Oklahoma, was far less than the state had asked for. The state had asked for a maximum of $17.5 billion to boost resources over the course of uh, 30 years. One of the, the, the other significant points about the ruling, however, is that for the first time, a U.S. court has endorsed the idea that, that governments can use this public nuisance theory to hold companies accountable for their marketing and sales practices. This is the first time it's been done. And there are at least 45 other lawsuits by states and more than 2,000 lawsuits by cities and counties that are relying on the same theory to, you know, hopefully, in their mind, hold uh, opioid makers and distributors liable for their mishandling of these drugs. Now, how does this ring up? What was the state asking for? Uh, What had been anticipated? And what does J&J pay? The state had asked, the idea of public nuisance is that, you know, you've you've harmed the community, so you have to find a way to remedy the harm. The state had produced three different plans uh, to remedy the harms created by, you know, J&J's 
over-aggressive marketing of opioids. There was a 20-year plan, a 25-year plan, and a 30-year plan. The 30-year plan, again, the maximum that they had sought would have been $17.5 billion. Uh, the amount that the, the judge awarded was something like three or four percent of that of that uh, request. So J and J will have to pay 572 million, which is again the equivalent of one year's extra resources for more treatment, more policing, cover hospital costs, all tied to the fallout of opioid addictions. Yeah, and so what's next in in this opioid um, prosecution? What's next is the first federal case uh, of the consolidated cases before Judge Polster in Cleveland is set to go to trial October 21st before a jury in Cleveland. Don't forget, the Oklahoma case was a non-jury case. It was heard by the judge himself. This will be the first jury trial, first you know, the first panel to consider uh, opioid makers and distributors' liability for the crisis. So is this then seen as a, a, a victory for the drug companies? Where, do, where does it come down? Well, it's a victory for the drug companies, specifically J&J, &J, in terms of the amount of money that they're required to pay. Again, it's a little bit of a pyrrhic victory because the judge did find that this public nuisance theory is valid and can be used. All the other states and cities and counties are planning to use that. So that's more ammunition for them going forward with more confidence that that theory will fly at trial. Again, we have no idea what the appellate courts in Oklahoma think about this theory, and we're, we won't for years, probably. Now, there there had been arguments during this trial that the J&J &J was something of a, of a kingpin in this crisis. How was that portrayed? J&J yeah, &J at one point owned a couple of companies that grew and processed opium, which is used in uh, opioids, you know, as part of the, the, as the pain, the painkilling ingredient. Uh, they sold those companies a couple of years ago, but the Oklahoma Attorney General made the argument that J&J &J had a stake in every company's opioid painkiller that was marketed in the, in the state because they provided the active pharmaceutical ingredient for that drug. So that's why they were colorfully tagged as the kingpin. Of course, the J&J &J folks, you know, thought that was totally out of bounds using, you know, drug cartel language uh, to describe a company that operates under FDA regulation and is the world's largest, you know, producer of healthcare goods. So. And uh, is there any indication that uh, there are going to be a lot more cases, or will this be wrapped up fairly soon? This will not be wrapped up fairly soon. There are uh, settlement talks going on both with the state's attorneys general and the consolidated cases before Judge Polster in Cleveland. Uh, those talks are not progressing very quickly from what I can tell. And I suspect we're going to see uh, lots of trials come next year. And our thanks to Bloomberg's, Bloomberg News legal reporter Jeff Feely joining us on the line on the opioid trial. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg.